Amen. Thank you. It is a joy that we don't know except through Christ. And it's sort of along those lines that I want to share today. It is a privilege to be with you this morning. I think we were, many of you were with us in the Sunday school hour, but just again, I'm Gerald May, and my wife Debbie is with me. We've been serving in Japan now for almost 40 years together and working with Evangelical Alliance Mission. And thanks to you and your prayers and your support, we continue there in the privilege of working together um, in the work of Christ. We've been involved in three different church plants over the years and now find ourselves more in the area of uh, enabling, facilitating, um, providing uh, for the younger missionaries as we get in toward that dread thing called retirement and getting ready to uh, turn, over the, uh, uh, turn over the reins, the, pass the baton, as it will, to the new generation. So we're looking uh, forward to that. And, uh, well, of course, the Lord tarries and gives us strength. We want to be there and on into our 70s if we can. And we'll see what retirement means more like retreading, perhaps, with uh, that type of thing. So that's what we're looking forward to. So this morning, what I want to share with you is a message um, from 2 Corinthians. Chapter 4 and verse 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Very short and simple. And that'll be, I'll be speaking around that theme this morning. So are we getting our technology up and rolling here? <laughs> the joys of technology. So, <laughs> you were up just now, right? Okay, you just need to open. Excuse us while we, <laughs> for this momentary. Okay, there it is. There we go. Okay. No, I need to go back, though, to the beginning slide. <laughs> okay. If everyone can see that. Anyway, this is a broken pot. And so what comes to mind when you see this broken pot? Well, that's useless now, just ready to toss, right? Obviously. Well, you know, we might be able to break it down a little farther and maybe use it in the bottom of a flower pot or something. You know, it might, might make some use of it in its broken state, but otherwise it's pretty useless. Well, you know... Some people might think it was kind of dirty anyway. It just needed to be broken up. So we're often like this part ourselves, I think, in life. We're feeling broken by loss or by grief, by pain, by failure, being attacked or put down by people. 
that can leave us feeling very much like that. There are so many things in life that can wear us down to the point of breaking. We can also have a variety of responses to this brokenness in ourselves and others. How sad and useless. What good am I or that person? What use are they when they're in that condition? You know, how could they possibly be used by the Lord? Or how can we, you know, what, what use can they be to us? Others can see it as an opportunity to uh, kick you while you're down, so to speak, right? They take advantage of your weakness by grinding on you even more. Not fun, but it's unfortunately a common reality. Sometimes we can also think, what did I ever do to deserve this? What did I do? There must have been something I did that I'm being punished this way to be broken like I am. Or we can think that, say, about, that way about someone else even. Wow, that person really must have messed up to be in that condition. They must have deserved it, right? Among believers, we can extend that by questioning our own or someone else's faith, their walk with Christ even. If you're really walking with the Lord, you shouldn't be in that kind of a mess, right? Well, we've got a good example of that in the book of Job. And if you've read it, you'll know what I mean. Find the man Job has lost pretty much everything, his flocks and his servants, even his children, through a series of horrible events over just a matter of days, then Job's so-called friends come and accuse him in a variety of ways, saying that Job must have secretly done something, some really awful things to deserve this series of losses that have come Job's way. In Job chapter 22, and starting in verse, verse 5, one of his friends, Eliphaz, has this to say. Is not your evil abundant? There's no end to your iniquities. For you have exacted pledges of your brothers for nothing and stripped the naked of their clothing. You have given no water to the weary to drink and you have withheld bread from the hungry. The man with power possessed the land and the favored man lived in it. You have sent away widows. You have sent widows away empty and the arms of the fatherless were crushed. Therefore, snares are all around you, and sudden terror overwhelms you. Wow. And none of it's true. <laughs> but his friend, Eliphaz, is saying, wow, you, you, know, you must have been doing all this kind of stuff behind the scenes. And we can think the same, either of ourselves and wondering, what did I do? Or, <laughs> wow, how is it that they're in that shape? They really must have messed up. God must be punishing me or punishing them for that. And even if those things are even partly true, those kinds of comments and that way of thinking can make us feel even more broken. The pieces of our lives seem to get even smaller. Now, of course, the reality is, is that we are born with cracks and flaws. Thanks to sin... We have brokenness as part of our very DNA. And then life just works on those cracks and flaws to make things even harder, sometimes until we actually break. 
Now, of course, among the Japanese, it's no different. People are broken and struggling all around us. In 2022, almost 22,000 people took their lives, with over 500 of those being children. Depression is commonplace. A growing issue in Japan is referred to as hikikomori, which is social withdrawal. An increasing number of teenage, children, teenagers, young adults in particular, withdraw from contact with society and even their families. They refuse to leave their room or to go to school or to work. They're just utterly lost in this depression. It really is sad. It's so sad. So pretty much any personal or social, social issue you can think of here is also present in Japan. It's no different for them. There are just so, so many hurting and lost people. So what to do? Okay, we'll go to the next slide. Oh, something changed. In Japanese, it's called kintsugi. Okay, this is the same bowl after I fixed it using this uh, kintsugi technique. Okay, we'll go on to the next text. Kintsugi, or golden joinery, is the Japanese art of repairing broken pottery by mending the areas of breakage with lacquer, which is dusted or mixed with powdered gold, silver, or platinum. Now, as a philosophy, it treats breakage and repair as part of the history of an object to be acknowledged, rather than something to disguise, to hide it. We wouldn't want to know that it was ever broken. So kintsugi is the general concept of highlighting or even emphasizing those imperfections, seeing the mends and seams as an added feature to that object. So the break becomes an area to actually celebrate or even focus on, rather than thinking of it as an absence or missing something. The idea is that the repair itself makes something new and beautiful from the thing that was broken. Now you can see and actually enjoy the fact that a master, if you go to the next one, that a master craftsman has had a hand in the creation of a new bowl or vase or sculpture, whatever it is that happened to have been broken. So take a look at the bowl. It's essentially the same bowl as the broken one. It's the same pieces together. Those plain old brown pieces are still there. But with the repairs, it can serve again as a bowl. This happens to be a little tea cup bowl, a little sip, get a sip of tea out of it. But it now has the added bonus of having some beautiful golden highlights that in fact make it even more resistant to breakage than it was before. Now, <clears throat> of course, don't look too close. No, same slide. Don't look too closely. Um, I was new to the technique uh, when I did this, so it's kind of rough and not nearly as pretty as what a true master <clears throat> would create. But I kind of think it's very roughness is kind of fitting considering who I am, so it's kind of, it, it works. Now, I love this verse. <clears throat> now, we have this light of Christ shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. Now, this verse emphasizes our fragility but it points out that in Christ, we contain the light and power of the living God that shines out through those places that he has touched. More often than not, the areas that in our lives that were broken. 
or affected negatively in some way or another. It's the treasure that we contain and not our own abilities and not our own so-called togetherness, right? Just over a year ago, I felt very much like that broken bowl. I'd been through several years of over-the-top challenges and some deep discouragements that wore me down into depression. Now, Debbie can tell you I was kind of a mess. I was very quick to get angry and getting, getting low on motivation for just about anything, even the things I used to really enjoy in ministry and life. But, of course, didn't want to admit it. I'm a man. I'm a Christian missionary man. I can't get depressed. I'm just frustrated. I said that many times. <laughs> but an incident last in a July last year scared me into realizing that I really couldn't go on trying to fool myself. I was, in fact, broken. I was depressed. Thanks to a supportive wife and our mission field leadership, I had a chance to take some time for counseling and to step aside from ministry for a while to rest and to let Christ do his amazing work in my heart, in my mind, in my body. Now, through this journey, Christ's well-known words in Matthew 11, 28 to 30 have gained new meaning for me. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, <clears throat> excuse me, take upon you and, and lean, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I've learned, you know, you'd think after years of life with Christ that I've learned it sooner, but I had to relearn again. When I'm up against something, which is pretty often, I need to go to the Lord. Take it to him, first and foremost. Christ has been very faithful to give me a sense of peace and true rest, even when things are still really challenging. God didn't fix the world around me. <laughs> okay, this world's never going to try and break you again. No, that's not the reality. What it is, is teaching me a resilience, but also <clears throat> bringing healing and strengthening. God gives me that greater resilience in the face of those challenges. And the same is for you, I'm sure, right? I, anyone here never had something that's frustrating or debilitating or even breaking? I doubt it. Now, of course, the reality is, we'll go to the next one. I'm still a little bit rough around the edges. <laughs> in fact, I'll be a work in progress for the rest of my life. But Christ has put me back together, and I'm enjoying life and ministry again. My scars will always be evident, but they're a shining testimony to Christ's handiwork in my life. Now, this now is the message I feel I can even better able, ever, I'm even better able to share with our Japanese friends. Christ can bring healing and renewal even in the middle of some pretty awful situations in our life. This is the part of the gospel that we have the privilege to share with the people around us. We share the message of Christ 
But sometimes we ourselves need that message again, renewed in our life, the gospel of that healing that Christ can bring in our lives ongoing through our walk with him. <clears throat> it's that healing that Christ offers to everyone who comes to him in faith. So it's not a message that's only for those who have yet to accept Christ. You know, the seekers or those... Like I've relearned through this time of brokenness, I'm hoping that you too, as you sit here, can take this truth of our heavenly master craftsman and he offers this to you as well. That to take the brokenness and pain, the issues that you might be dealing with right now, and say, Lord, help. <laughs> Sometimes just the word of help can be sufficient just to offer that up. Okay, let's go to this text. No, nope, that's right. Well, first of all, I'd like to suggest that whether yourself or someone you know, help them admit to yourself that you are, in fact, broken, whether it's depressed, worn down, or hurting in some way. Now, guys, ladies, you don't have to listen to this part because I think you've got this dealt with. But guys, I know how hard this can be to humble our macho sense of resilience and self-reliance and independence. It's kind of how we're wired. But it's really important to acknowledge this as, uh, to, to, as a first step toward healing. And then admit your brokenness to others to God, to your family, and others who can serve as your support team. This is a team effort that includes our Lord. <laughs> You'll probably find that if you bring this to people that they've already seen it and aren't all that particularly surprised by your admission and that they very much want to see you healed. Debbie was very much like that. Well, I know. I knew it. <laughs> it's what she told me. And then get some help. Prayer and quietness are important, but also taking, talking to your pastor or to uh, an elder, a professional Christian counselor, someone who can then speak and help you to work through these things. They can be incredibly helpful in coming to terms with the things that have broken your heart and your spirit. Now, perhaps you've yet to come to Christ as your Lord or have stepped away from our Savior and our amazing healer. And I encourage you uh, to, in prayer, but also to talk with myself or anyone, <clears throat> one of the church leaders about your desire to know the Lord or to reconnect with him, with our master craftsman a little more intimately. The Lord would love to touch your whole broken spirit with his love and his healing hands. Go to the next one. Broken pottery, broken people. God the potter creating the original vessel, that's you and me. A broken world full of broken people. God the master artist <coughs> repairing us, doing his healing work in us, making us stronger and more beautiful as his light shines out through our cracks. Our master craftsman has been incredibly gracious to put my pieces back together. And in the same way, he offers to work in your life, starting right now even. So let's pray. 
loving Heavenly Father, our master craftsman, our healer, you of eternal grace. We praise and thank you for your word. We praise and thank you for the work in people's lives. I thank you for the work in my life and the brokenness and the healing that I'm now able to bring through your word and to share in this way. I pray for my brothers and sisters here and those who might very well be struggling with something or other, whether it's a doubt or a brokenness or a discouragement or something's been said to them that has hurt their spirit. They've faced a loss, Lord. Lord, I commit each and every one into your hands for your healing touch that you would bring that amazing renewal and healing into them to make them even more resilient and that in that they might even shine even brighter for you, that the, the brokenness itself might become a testimony that you have been at work in their lives. So Father, now we go from this place and praise and thank you uh, for, again, for your word and for uh, what you want to say to us today and in the days to come. We praise and thank you, Father, in the Lord, name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, we'll take our hymn of response. It will be Jesus, the joy of loving hearts, hymn 646.